0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review you're about to hear. I welcome you to continue to listen to my future reviews by clicking the subscribe button, and you'll also uh, get a chance to listen to my past reviews as well. I've been doing this podcast since May, and I've been doing a website where you can find all of my written reviews since 1996, so basically 20 years now. Quipster.net is where you can find all of those. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And it's my great pleasure today to present Episode 7, basically, of the Star Wars saga, a day I didn't know would ever come, and finally it's here, and I'm happy to say I am still alive to see it. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, of course, is the name of the movie that I'm reviewing today. It is a sci-fi fantasy, as with all of the other Star Wars films, rated PG-13, uh, the second uh, Star Wars film to be rated as such after uh, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Uh, the runtime is two hours and 15 minutes. The cast includes John Boyega, Ra- uh, Daisy Ridley, Harrison Ford, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Carrie Fisher, Peter Mayhew, Donald Gleason, Lupita Nyong'o, Andy Serkis, Gwendolyn Christie, and Anthony Daniels and Mark Hamill. J.J. Uh, Abrams is the director, and the screenplay is by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt. Arndt actually did the original screenplay when he was working on uh, a set of sequels with George Lucas, but um, Kasdan and Abrams came in and just basically practically rewrote the whole thing. Uh, in this w- version, J.J. Abrams, the director and co-screenwriter, He's stripping away the lumbering effect of the Star Wars prequels, and he gets back to that, uh, that golly gee whiz action fantasy element that we've all come to know and love from the original Star Wars, uh, aka A New Hope or Episode 4 if you prefer. While it does feel mostly right, I, at least in terms of capturing the right look and the tone of the original vision from George Lucas' 1977 masterwork, but we live in different times, you know. This is a very different sort of blockbuster-driven world these days in Hollywood, where a sky's-the-limit budget for effects is no longer enough to bring awe to audiences who are have grown accustomed to massive scenes of devastating battles and interplanetary space travel and uh, CGI depictions of otherworldly alien species. What was once, in back in its heyday, light years ahead of its time in Star Wars mythology now is just of its time, which means that the only way to truly amaze us in today's audience is by going smaller, investing us in the characters and their plights, and then putting them in a suspenseful and emotionally resonant story. The main plot thread is a little unwieldy to have to relate in painstaking detail. You know, we, we're, when you're dealing with a seventh film in a franchise, especially one that has as many spinoffs in terms of video games and books and all the other stuff, a lot of that is non-canon now. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of overhead. So, and since you're probably not wanting too many spoilers, I'll kind of keep things to mostly a general setup in terms of my plot uh, explanation. In The Force Awakens, there's an orb-like droid named BB-8 and... That droid has some technology placed within him that contains a map reportedly showing the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker. There are several interested parties, some benevolent and some evil, that desperately want to get a hold of this for their own purposes. In protection of the droid are a, uh, a scavenger from the desert planet of Jakku named Rey, uh, a failed stormtrooper turned hero nicknamed Finn, there's also a, uh, a fighter pilot named uh, Poe Dameron as well early on. And also the characters we all know and love, intergalactic smugglers, Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yes, they're back here. And they're here to claim the ship, the Millennium Falcon, who uh, which ends up in the hands of Rey and Finn at some point in the movie. Out to wrest that information from them is a powerful faction, known as the First Order. They're Darksiders who uh, come out from the ashes of the previous Empire, who vow to restore the galaxy back to the former glory of that Empire, complete with, I guess, stormtroopers and TIE fighters and uh, a secret weapon of mass destruction. And they're out to crush the upstart alliance known as the Resistance. The Force Awakens is shrewd about its use of the characters from the original trilogy. Obviously, we all know that they're in here, so it's not really a, spoil- a spoiler to divulge that we have Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher and uh, Harrison Ford and some of the other uh, characters that you don't really get to see in the flesh. You know, they're uh, Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew, etc. It doesn't really show any of them. Until the new characters are already established early in the film, and then it mostly concentrates on the one that nearly all people love from the original uh, trilogy—the rascally Han Solo and his faithful uh, sidekick Chewbacca. Princess Leia is now the resistance leader. General Leia. We learn from the open opening crawl all of this stuff, so I'm not really spoiling this much. You'll, <laughs> if you go see this movie, you'll find out within the first uh, few, like three minutes all of this information. Luke Skywalker, uh, the the less said about his appearance in this film, the better. He's kind of more the subject of a plot MacGuffin, a character who exudes more power through those who are speaking about him as a shadowy figure that no one's seen in many years uh, than in uh, anything that we might see on the screen. It's just, I think that using him in this way is especially smart, given that Mark Hamill's not really the sort of actor these days that you want to be the centerpiece of your film, even if his character was once, once the linchpin of the original trilogy, kind of gives him, kind of beefs him up instead of, uh, uh, by, by giving more, I guess, through showing less. The nostalgia is strong with this one, uh, <laughs> or this film, I should say, as Abrams keeps the callbacks coming so that we know that we're in familiar territory and in safe hands, even if most of the characters are all new to us, There is, uh, you feel like this is definitely born from that original trilogy, especially A New Hope. We have reluctant but noble good guys. We got a bad guy here with a black mask and a deep voice. We have a super cute droid that contains a secret message. There's a land speeder that soars across the sand of a desert planet. We get a hopping cantina full of a wide variety of alien species and really interesting music. Uh, there are colorful lightsaber battles. There's X-Wing versus TIE fighter dogfights. There's a diminutive sage, and ancient guru in the film that imparts knowledge. There's a, a lot of uh, references to masters and apprentices and their training. There's the hereditary passing on of uh, the force uh, from one generation to the next. There are dark and fascist images employed by uh, its villains there's frequent bits of John Williams' original trilogy score, in addition to some of the new passages. And there's also a planet-destroying space station that closely resembles the Death Star, uh, e- including a similar flaw in engineering that could take it out. Yes, this happens for the third time in a Star Wars film, uh, only it's bigger and more powerful than I guess a Death Star would be. Also returning is the screenwriting talent of Lawrence Kasdan, Kasdan uh, co-scripted both The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, episodes five and six. So who else but George Lucas himself would know these characters as well as Kasdan? So it's very smart to keep him on board as well as a reference, if if uh, nothing else. Now, to be fair, there are some new wrinkles to this movie. This is not just a complete regurgitation, even though there are a lot of elements that you would find in the uh, the original trilogy, there's... Definitely more diversity among the races and the sexes of the human types than we saw in the original Star Wars trilogy, especially in the main roles. Uh, we also have excellent casting of the characters that we're going to follow into this new generation and to future entries, I suppose. Daisy Ridley is perfect as the uh, the scrappy main heroine. John Boyega is charismatic and fun as the renegade stormtrooper who just couldn't be a stormtrooper. And a, a pretty juicy role for Adam Driver as one of the main villains who is, uh, it, it's not as black and white as it was in the original film. He seems to be wrestling with his own battles of light versus darkness, the same way that, uh, I guess it kind of calls back to Luke, Luke Skywalker in uh, Return of the Jedi, kind of uh, bat- battling from turning to the dark side by retaining his light side and not succumbing to uh, vengeance and murder. Everything is spot on in, in terms of the film, the tone and everything, though I think that one might quibble at uh, some of the more C- obvious CG characters in the movie. Uh, this definitely uh, was troubling in the prequels, but I w- will say that, uh, you know, they do look a, a good deal better than, you know, I think that most people watching today wouldn't go for the the Jim Henson Muppet type characters as, as much today um that th- you know we we have some very very um detailed cg characters in many films m- many of whom that you can't even tell from real characters sometimes so uh but i will say uh, the sight of the cg characters here are a good deal better than the cartoonish ones that we found in those prequels the The Force Awakens, I think, succeeds in that it manages to bring forward the story from the original trilogy with the core players to give it the credibility it needs and enjoyable enough to invest us into its story. It doesn't make any major missteps that would turn away fans that the prequels eventually did after after that initial high wore off. Uh, And, you know, a lot of people that hate the prequels today loved it when they first saw it. In fact, they loved it through many uh, repeat viewings while it was in theaters. So, um, you know, I, I actually like the prequels, you know, I, I'm basically (laughs) telling you. So, um, I'm a fan of the prequels. I'm a fan of the original trilogy. Obviously I'm a a bigger fan of the original trilogy, but, um, I'm usually just entertained by star Wars in general. I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt if I can help it. So while not as mind blowing in terms of, uh, it, how the original Episodes 4 through 6 were for their eras, I think that Abrams does deliver a solid effort here. He has these very enjoyable actors to follow. You've, you've got good characters to root for or against. You have really solid action pieces. There's some gorgeous design work and more than enough intrigue for you to want to see more in future entries. It should be noted that Abrams isn't really trying to blaze a new trail so much as build a solid bridge between the old uh Star Wars trilogy and this new one, and while it's not going to revolutionize the industry the way that George Lucas did back in the late 1970s, it does preserve the main ingredients necessary to make this a Star Wars film, and while it does add a few new interesting spices to keep things from seeming blasé right out of the gate, there's something... Um, You know, there's a lot of deja vu moments in this film, but obviously all of them are deliberate. So in summation, um, the first film in the original trilogy, A New Hope, was the subtitle. And now with the first and the next phase of trilogies, we have a new reason to be hopeful about that future. Perhaps it may be too familiar to seem new, but you can't say familiar without family. And that's what The Force Awakens is like going home to, a family. And now that it's a resurrected franchise with spinoffs in the works, it will finally be with us, always. I enjoyed uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, I went into this film, in, it, this is kind of a, a, a mixed bag in terms of how I should view this film. And it's the same thing that happened to me with Creed, which came out um, a few weeks ago you know creed is also the 7th film in a series in which a uh, a series is handed off from its original creator to a new talent to kind of reboot it into a different direction with a new generation um of course the rocky series there here we have george lucas handing it off and here jj abrams takes it over um and in that film i had to divorce my fanboy feelings of the rocky series with me as a film critic as well. And some may accuse me in terms of enjoying the original prequels or, or the uh, I'm sorry the prequels uh, episodes 1 through 3 with being a fervent fanboy as well. There may be some truth to that in certain respects but I also uh, have long maintained that those who absolutely hate the prequels the ones who see them as nothing good from them and and they're garbage I also think that they are also being, uh, they're being fanboys as well. Um, basically, uh, you know, hating them for not being exactly how they want. So, um, somewhere in between, maybe the truth lies, but, uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, I determined that I was going to view this film as a critic and not as a fanboy in my review. And I will say this. I there there were times when I got a little bit misty-eyed. All of them were uh nostalgic moments uh which I won't reveal here because um I won't reveal the nature of because I think that they would be spoilers and I think for star long time Star Wars fans it's worth it to just e- experience it for yourselves. But um I determined that those wouldn't have a lot of meaning for those people who didn't grow up from early childhood with the Star Wars films and um I have to grade it on its own terms and grading it on its own terms. I do feel that star Wars, the force awakens is an entertaining entry in the star Wars saga. It is definitely a, um, uh, it, it, I'm pleased with where it, it is. I'm pleased that it sets up for future entries in a very good way. I think JJ J. Abrams did a good job in terms of bridging the old with the new and kind of clearing up a lot of the clutter and kind of getting us up to speed and setting things up. And I, Um, but I'm not going to give it a four star review. And because, you know, it, it, I think the emotional component for me, even though I got a little misty eyed at some of the moments in the film, those were nostalgia moments and those weren't really earned. Um, these are moments in which I carried with me for many, many years from, from the time I was a, a, a little kid watching Star Wars for the first time. So those are, those aren't, moments that were developed by Abrams and Casden and the actors in this film. I like the actors in the movie. I like the where the story goes. I found it uh enjoyable enough on on many levels. But and yet it's it's not the kind of I don't think that it's one of the top 5 films of the year. I th- I do think it could end up in my top 10 perhaps, but um but I do think that uh that this is a uh Star Wars, with The Force Awakens is a little bit lesser than the original trilogy. And since I gave four stars to uh, Return of the Jedi, I will give The Force Awakens three and a half stars. Three and a half stars means it is a good film. I do think that if you have uh, a- any desire to see it or are curious about it, I definitely would encourage you to go see it. Um, I do think that you will be entertained by it as long as you're not somebody who uh, is so, such a fanboy that it... Ha- things absolutely have to, uh, live up to your expectations of how great you thought Star Wars was when you were a kid. Um, or if you're going to be that nippy about certain details of the story and who wouldn't do what, and you know, why isn't this explained? Then if you're going to, if you're on that level, there's probably nothing that somebody could do to make a Star Wars movie that's going to live up to your expectations. But for me, I enjoyed watching it. I'll probably rewatch it many times over the years. And, um, I, I would wholeheartedly recommend it for Star Wars fans and also those who are, I, I guess if you're new to this series, you probably should watch the original trilogy. Um, I will say also, if you are not a fan of the prequels and if you haven't seen the prequels yet, you don't have to see the prequels at all, episodes one through three, um, because while this film doesn't do anything overtly to uh, contradict those prequels. It also doesn't really refer to anything that happens in those, at least not th- that I can recall. So um, just concentrate on episodes four through six, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and then watch this one and you will be golden. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you like the review, as I mentioned, please click the subscribe button and you will continue to get all of my reviews downloaded into your podcast player, uh, mostly on a daily basis. It depends on how many films that I see. Also, uh, if you happen to be on iTunes, I encourage you to uh, leave a review. Every review that is left for me is greatly appreciated and it definitely helps me get the word out for other people who enjoy film reviews in a podcast form. Also, if you don't necessarily like in a podcast form I guess why would you be listening to this now you could just go to my website and read uh, most of what I say here in a written form uh, I do make some changes here and there uh, tightening the the uh, the review up um, I for those of you who don't know i I tend to have a a, a first draft that I do the podcast from and then uh, I go back and i I, I dig deeper into the uh, Uh, getting things right and, and adding a few touches here and there when I do the, um, when I do the written form because, uh, the podcast, you know, it, it's meant to be me just talking to you as a friend and as somebody who is a a lifelong film lover, uh, to give you, uh, some advice as to, um, you know, what movies are out there and whether I enjoyed them or not and whether I think you might enjoy them. Now, obviously I, you know, you is very generic, you know, everybody's different, but but I like to keep it more conversational. I, I think it's better for me to just kind of uh, wing it for the most part, even though I do have uh, some items written down, and to be a little bit more conversational in the way that I deliver my review here versus the more formal way that I deliver them in the uh, written form. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of this show, in case you want to leave a review. And also, Quipster.net is my website. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R is how you spell Quipster. And also, um, if you go to quipster.net, you can also find my contact information if you want to write to me directly. And you can also find links to my Facebook page and my Twitter feed so that you will immediately know when I post a new review. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you go out and enjoy the new Star Wars film. It's definitely one to go see. I'll probably go see it again while it's still in theaters as well. And I hope that you enjoy it and let me know what you think. Go to Quipster.net afterward and, uh, and, and fill me in on to as to whether it lived up to your expectations. I, I definitely am a, a big Star Wars fan and I'm always looking forward to uh, engaging in conversation with other fans. Until next time, thank you everyone. Enjoy your time going to the movies.